I just want to start by saying thank you. Thank you for sending groups to Haiti and joining us in something that we believe is changing a nation for Jesus Christ. Uh, your church has been a huge partner in the, the, the little town of Susmatla. Uh, you've made incredible impact there. So thank you for, for working with us. And I want to thank those two in the traditional service as well for all that you've done and for being with us this morning. Um, I'd like to start by having my family come up. I introduced them first time um, and the traditional service couldn't see them. So I'm going to have them come up here. If you'd come on up, Jama, come on up, baby. This is my wife, Vanessa. You're going to hear from her in a little bit, but I wanted to introduce you to her. This is our oldest daughter, Georgie. This is our first trip up here. And wouldn't you know it, on their first trip, there may be a record outside. The <laughs> coldest time ever. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, our youngest daughter, Jama, oldest son, JD, and our youngest son, Bo. They are all born in Haiti, all from Haiti, and also have American citizenship too. So thank you guys. You can sit down. Thanks, baby. They, we have assured them, pastors told me, I have yet to experience this up here as well, this is my third trip up, that there is grass. Um, I'm just walking on faith here because I have not seen it. It's been white. <laughs> but someday, maybe, maybe we'll see grass. Uh, but it's good to be with you this morning. Today, I want to talk to you about running a race running your race more specifically. And, and uh, running is something that's dear to my heart because when I grew up in high school, I was in track and field. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, man, that guy must have been a great distance runner. No. <laughs> I was a thrower. I threw the shot put in discus. Uh, the only place I ever ran was to the meal line. Uh, I didn't run. But I always had aspirations because, you know, throwers kind of are looked down on. They're kind of the bigger guys, and they're over on the other side, out and off the track. But there's those 100-meter runners. Those guys, you know, they're the ones that get all the press. And so I always talk to my coach and say, Coach, I want to run the 100. And he's like, okay, Brad, you're, you're a thrower. You know, you're not going to run the 100. But one day, my senior year, uh, to my shock, he said, Johnson, you're running the 100. I'm like, what, coach? He said, yeah, you're running the 100. I went, okay, I'm in. So I got up there. Now, I've never practiced 100 in my life. And here we are, uh, that, you know, you got that long stretch of track. The grandstands are here. And you got all these guys that look like they should run the 100 me. And I'm up there, and I'm looking at them like, okay, I don't know what that does, but I'm going to do it. Shake it. Maybe they got something on their shoe. I don't know what that is. So I do all that, and I get down, and, and I'm ready. I'm going to show the world, I'm representing the throwers of the world right here, that we are going to do something. So I get down, and that gun goes off. Boom! I come out hard. And I get about 10 steps out, and I'm like, I'm winning this thing. I mean, there's nobody around me. And I'm cruising, and I see the edge of the grandstands coming. I'm probably maybe 30, 40 yards into it, and I'm, I'm winning. I'm like, yes. I can you know, just hear the roar of the crowd. And at once, all of a sudden, it was like a wind. Whoosh! Everybody went by me. <laughs> and I was the last guy to finish. But I realized that day that wasn't my race. It wasn't my race. But I still wanted to run the 100. Uh, today I want to talk to you about the race that we're on. We're all on a race. Whether we want to be or not, we are on a race, and that race is life. And today I want to talk to you about the race that we're on in Haiti, that God's put us on. But more specifically, I want to talk to you about the race that God's put you on. 
the one that he's marked out for you. It's not a question of if we're on a race. We're on a race. It's the what race are you running? Some of us are running, if you're a young person, maybe to try to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend, try to decide on a college. Maybe you're trying to decide on what job you're going to get, what career you're going to set on, what degree you're going to get. You're running after that. Or maybe it's retirement. Maybe you're running after retirement. What you're going to do? Are you going to go to Florida when it gets cold like this? Uh, but what are you going to do? So this morning, to start it off, one of my favorite movies of all time that I want to show you is, uh, not the whole movie, um, but just a clip from it, is from the movie Forrest Gump. So if you'd go ahead and show that. Run away, Forrest. Run, Forrest! Run away! Hurry! Get the bikes! Hurry up! Let's get it! Come on! Look out, dummy! Here we come! Get you! Run, Forrest! Run! Run, Forrest! Come back here, you! You know, I do love that video clip, but I do believe that as God looks down on us, insert your name for Forrest, I believe he looks at me sometimes and says, run, Brad, run. Run! He gives us the tracks to run on, and sometimes we feel like we're Forrest Gump. We don't think we can. We feel like we got something like the braces on our legs that's stopping us from accomplishing those things that God wants us to do, and all the time, God being our greatest cheerleader saying, run. Run, Brad, run. I love that imagery. If you'd open your Bibles with me to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. This is one of my favorite Bible passages. And it talks about this, not about Forrest Gump, but it talks about running, your race. It says this, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us, the, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Father, I thank you today for all that you're doing. God, I ask today that, Lord, we would praise you for what you're doing in Haiti. God, that we would be able to do more for your name there. But God, that, Lord, you would help us to find our race. Lord, help us to know what that is and help us to run hard after those things that make you happy. Lord, we thank you for this time. Amen. When I look at this scripture, you think about the time, the setting of it, and it talks about, therefore, since we are surrounded 
by such a great cloud of witnesses. What this is talking about is in this time they ran a lot of races. And the imagery was that when they would run races, people from all the, the, around them would come up and press up against the course. So as they runners were running, there were people that were watching. And then they would go into the big amphitheaters, that, which you've seen like the Greco-Roman times where they had the Olympics. They would go in and there'd be stadiums of people all around. So as he's writing this, he's saying, therefore, since we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, and who he's talking about are the people that have gone before. They've already ran the race. They've already lived life. They were, they were the people in Hebrews 11 that they talk about being the heroes of the faith. So since they've gone before and now they can't participate anymore, they've passed the baton to us. It's up to us and they're spectators now. I love the imagery of this and, and I, the first thing that I, I want to bring up to you today is we as, as participants on this earth right now are part of something much greater than us. We're in a race that we just took the baton from someone and we're going to, to accomplish what God has for us if we're willing. At this church, I was talking to pastor and he was talking to me about the, the history of the church and how there's been so many people that have faithfully served God in this community to have this place be what it is. And now they've gone to be with the Lord. They're in the great cloud of witnesses and the responsibility falls on us to go forward. I think about Paul in the Bible and all that he did. He's in that great cloud watching, praying that someone will go forward. Mother Teresa, what we do is much like what she did. And, and to see, to think about Mother Teresa being up there praying for her country where she worked in Calcutta and praying that there's someone else that would come up and take her place to continue on the work to reach the children in the cities there. For us in Haiti, we had a lady that worked for us named Joanne. Uh, she was 40 years in Haiti incredible educator, and she had a vision to have every child in Haiti hear about Christ through education. A year and a half ago, she passed away. And today, as I work and I wear this band on my wrist here that says Moekapab, which means I can, I think of Joanne, who now has joined that great cloud of witnesses, the history of our faith, and now is watching as we're the, we're the participants in what God is doing today. We have to remember that we are a part of something much, much greater than just us. And that where we leave off when it's our time, we're going to leave a legacy. And the question I believe is what's our legacy going to be for the Lord? My prayer is that our legacy will be something phenomenal. The second thing is this, and I, and I love the imagery of this, we have to recognize that we have to throw off those things that hinder. If we're going to run a faithful race for Christ, we have to get rid of those things that hinder us. And, and sometimes we think of it as just sin, but it says let us throw off everything that hinders, those things that get in our way. It's not necessarily sin. It's just things that's going to get in the way of us accomplishing what Christ has for us. For me, when we first got to Haiti, if you could have seen what it, what it was like, we had, uh, Vanessa, she earned a lot of, of, of medals in that time because we had a pole chain shower we lived in a classroom of a school, and our refrigerator was a Starfoam igloo. Um, it, was, it was not the, the best times, but God was faithful. But we had, during that time, a, a man from a, a local resort come to us. And for those of you who've been to Haiti, it was Wahoo Bay. And they came to us and said, hey, would you be the managers of our, our resort? And we're going to pay you X. We're going to give you a percentage. We're going to give you a house to live in. And when, I, when we prayed about that, going from that pole chain, cold shower, not as cold as here, but cold shower uh, in the mornings to 
thinking about living at this resort and managing it, it was something that was like, wow. You know, you start going, okay, Lord, I know you called us here to reach this nation for you. And, you know, the rich people, they need to know about Jesus too. So we could work at this resort and it'd be good. Um, but we realized that that was a distraction. It was going to be a hindrance to what God called us to. And I'm so thankful that we were able to throw that off and say, no, this is not why God called us. Because today we see much clearer what it is that God called us to. But my question to you is this. God has you marked on a race. He's put you on this earth for a very specific reason. He's marked that race out for you. And my question to you is this. Is there something that's in your way? It could be sin. But it could be just a hindrance, something that, that gets in the way. For me too, my son JD, um, when, when we found him, one of the hindrances in my mind when God first gave him to us was I didn't know how we were going to provide. I was trying to figure out how it was that we were going to take care of this kid, and God wasn't trying to get me to figure it out. He just wanted me to be faithful. Just be faithful with taking in this little guy that he was giving to me. Again, thankfully, we were able to throw that hindrance off. And this is the third thing, and this is where I kind of want to camp today, is that we have to run our race. I believe that God is the great architect. He is the designer of everything we see, even these blistering cold days. He is the architect of it. And there's no mistake that you're here right now. There's no mistake that you're in this very locale right now. And that if we all come together as the body of Christ, and when we use the gifts that God's given you, and you run the race that God has set you on, it's not my race, it's your race, but when you run that race, we come together and we form this body that is a redeeming force for the world, that changes this city right here when we come together and we run our specific race. Jesus has marked a race out for you. He's put you where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in high school or if you're at retirement age. You have a race that Christ has marked out for you. And too many times I've tried to run someone else's race. I've tried to be like somebody else thinking I've got to do this because that's what they do. Not realizing that God made me just like me to run a race marked out for us. For us, we realize that our race is winning a nation for Jesus Christ, the nation of Haiti. Uh, it was started in 1997 when we saw a little baby die in front of us. Our lives were just wrecked. We were transformed at that place. And we went through and we didn't know what we were doing, but we knew God called us to go to the nation of Haiti. And to fast forward to today to have your church partnering with us in Sous Matla and transforming lives is just phenomenal to see. Just this past week, I was in Haiti, and the prime minister called us in to talk to us about how we can work together to see the nation of Haiti changed. Our race is marked out for us. We know that it's Haiti, and we know that by you coming on with us and joining us, by doing all that you do, uh, we are blessed to have you with us. But this morning, I have a special guest with me that I want to have her come up and just share a little bit about what she's doing and the race that God's marked out for her. Um, this is my wife, as I introduced earlier. Come on up, Vanessa. The first thing I'd like for her to talk to you all about is just how, how we got, what was it that got you into the race of running after seeing a nation changed? Well, good morning. It's great to be here. Um, as Brad had mentioned, uh, when we were in Haiti, it was a visit that we had taken together. And uh, I forgot my Kleenex over there. I'll get Darn it. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, every time I tell this story, I get emotional um, because it is what um, set me on the track for my race. Um, as North Americans, we are, we are not prepared to watch a child die in front of you. But in Haiti, they're so callous, and it's such a normal thing. Can you imagine a daily thing that they actually know that a child might not make it past the age of two? And um, this little girl, uh, well, first of all, we were working, visiting and working with a youth group, a youth um, team, and this father, a man came to us and said, there's a child that's very sick. Can you come and pray? And um, we have no medical background at all. But we can pray, we can do that, not knowing what we'd enter into, and we, we were watching a child suffer and die right in front of us, and um, feeling helpless, and feeling, as, and I wasn't a mom at that point, we were newly married, and uh, just not having a clue what to do in that situation. And there was a person that came to us and said, you know what, there's a clinic up the road. Why don't, and some of you have heard this story, but um, why don't you rush up and, and see if they can help? And we get to the clinic, and the child had taken her last breath with um, her father holding her. And um, my, my track that I thought I was on completely shifted at that moment. And... Um, not being a mom, but still having that heart for children, uh, I knew that, that that kind of thing should never happen. You know, that can't, that can't happen. Somebody needed to do something. And the Lord really convicted me and showed me, you know what? There's nobody else that's stepping up here. It's you I need. So. That's good. Um, how important... One of the things that I'm going to brag on Vanessa for a second, she started our school. When we got there, the United States military came to us and said, can we build you a school building? Um, we said, absolutely. Her degree was in education, so she started the first school. Uh, after now we've been doing this for over 15 years, how important to, especially a Haitian mom, is that education track? Yeah, the education is hope for their children. That's their future, and without that, they they see that they have no options. Um, a mom, most mothers that we that are in our area um, have not been educated, and so their heart's desire is to send their child off to school, and uh, that's next to impossible because you have to pay to send your child to school. You have to have them in a uniform every day. Um, they need to be bathed and fed, and these are all things that, that are ex extremely difficult for the average family in Haiti. And there's very little support from the, the man, the father, and so it's the mom. The mom's in charge of everything and making sure that this happens. And we had um, one little boy that uh, is now in our orphanage, and his mother came to Brad and um, said, if anything ever happens to me, would you please take care of my little boy, John Mark? And um, we did not know that she was sick at that time. And she was desperate to make sure that he was in school. So please make sure that he gets educated. And he's a smart little guy. 
and she knew that about him. And so she came to Brad, and she knew in her heart that she was not well. And a few months later, she had passed away, and there John Mark was with no hope. And very little hope even when she was on the earth. But then when she died, it was all gone, except she knew to come to him. And the Lord had put that on his heart. And John Mark is in our, um, in our school, in our orphanage, um, and he's the top of his class. Yeah. And it's just, you know, they have so much potential. There's so much hope. And the mothers don't see it because they can't even get past waking up in the morning and knowing how they're going to feed their kid, um, where they're going to get the water to give them a bath so they can, they can be clean to go to school, things that we take for granted so much. Um, so it's a huge struggle. Yeah. One of the things that touched me most about John Mark, who, if you've been to Haiti, you've probably met John Mark. He's, an, he's a, not just, a, he's not quiet. He's, <laughs> you, you'll meet him if you're there. Um, he's an awesome young man. But uh, his mom, the reason she was sick was she wanted her son to be educated. And there was only one way she could do that, and that was to become a prostitute. So she sold herself to pay for her son to be educated. And that's what led to her, to her death was by having AIDS. So um, it's the plight of the mom in Haiti is huge. Vanessa, tell us a little bit about what, what is your next venture? What are you doing now? I, now, I'm kind of like the track coach that threw me into the 100. This is what we've done to Vanessa. <laughs> we said, okay, Vanessa, you're going with this. So what are you doing now? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, he was really mean to me last night but he gave me a little warning today. Yeah, I did. Last, Last night, night I just said, oh, come on up. We had a, a get together. I said, come on up and talk. Yeah. So, so didn't know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I, uh, I am now, I, I see this now, like you can see the big picture kind of as you look at your past and, and the seasons that God has taken you through. Um, but to be a voice um, for the moms of Haiti so that, you moms in, in this room and in the other room know their difficulties, their struggles. Um, can you imagine not having hope for your children? Um, to be able to help in any way, to be an advocate for them. And so, yes, my, one of my things that are holding me back, has hold, held me back, is that I don't like to talk in front of people. <laughs> um, but in order to do what God's called me to do, I need to talk in front of people. And um, I need to be that voice for these precious women, these precious moms that would do anything like John Mark's mom did to make sure that their child is cared for. I can't even imagine doing any, I mean, I'd do anything for those people, my kiddos. Um, but to be able to help them before they are that desperate and it gets to be that tragic for them that they would sell their body or even worse, you know? So. Um, Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, I'll do it. Even if I'm shaking in my boots, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're great. I just want to close with this. I want to challenge you. We're on a race to see a nation transformed for Christ. We're going to stay the course because we know that's where God's called us to be. But my challenge to you is this. Run your race. Run the race that this, this author in Hebrews says that Christ has marked out for us. It's individualized. It's your race. 
I don't know what that is, but I know that there's been glimpses throughout your life, throughout your walk with Christ, that ideas have come to your head. Things have came that, that came from God. And God is asking us, will you run your race? Run First Lutheran, run. Run the race. Because I can tell you this, that when we do collectively as a body, this room, that room, this church will not hold what God will do because there's a hurting world that needs a church that will run the race that Christ has marked out for them. So today I challenge you to do that. I challenge you to remember those that have gone before you, those that are now in that great cloud of witnesses, to get rid of the things that slow you down and to run like Forrest did. Run, Forrest, run. Run your race. There's a few ways that you can help us. Um, as Vanessa said, there are belief. 10, is that right? 9? 16. 16. Yeah, there's kids out there that need to be sponsored. The actual kids are not out there. Um, I've said that before, and people are like, woohoo, kids from Haiti are here. No. The profile cards are out there. Um, and we would love to have you sponsor a child. It's $35 a month. We have 15 or 16 profile cards that are out there. Uh, we have 2,800 kids that still need sponsored. Um, that is, that's 2,800 moms that are praying that their kids can continue to go to school. Plus another 2,200 kids that have asked to come to our school that we've had to say no because we have to get the 2,800 sponsored first. So if God would lay it on your heart, please come out to one of the booths. Pick out a child. If we run out, which I pray we do, that we'll, we'll make cards and we'll send you some children. Again, the profile cards, not the actual children. Um, <laughs> And lastly is we have brought some of these, these products from Haiti. These are made mostly by ladies and a few guys that are, have disabilities or their children do. And this is the way they make their living. Uh, these are called three cords. And so we have some product out there we'd love for you to stop by and see. I just want to end with this. Thank you for partnering with us. You are making a difference. We are seeing a nation changed. A part of, the, or part of Haiti is changing because of the work you're doing. Uh, those, those toilets that you saw, the outhouses, incredible, incredible for a family or a group of families. So thank you for what you're doing, helping us bring Christ's love to that village. And again, last challenge is this. Whatever God's speaking to you on your race, run it. Get rid of those things that slow you down. And let's be about seeing this nation, this world change for Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. God, we are just, uh, we're thankful for what you're doing here at First Lutheran, Lord. The work you're doing about changing this area for you, Lord. This is your heart. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us to run the race that you have marked out for us. Help us to be faithful in that, Lord. And, God, we just ask that you would help us to uh, continue to run the race in Haiti that you would give us all the things that we need so we can be as faithful as possible to you. And Lord, we pray for those kids, 2,800, that Lord needs sponsored. We pray, God, that you would, you would find their sponsors for them, Lord. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for this morning. Amen.